Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, Afternoon, delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary spiciness and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is 98.3 across Colwacken District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. Good afternoon and welcome to you, Max. How's it going? I'm good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Finally, school holidays. You don't have to stay uh, at school at home. You can stay at home at home now. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got any major plans for the holidays or? Um, sleeping in. <laughs> yeah. That's been the yeah. weird thing about being at home and doing remote learning is you you don't really get to sleep in. Yeah. Yeah, it's still it's still been uh, the whole kitten caboodle of going to school in a different form. Are you looking forward to getting back though? Ah, uh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. But we've got some uh, good weather ahead of us, so um, restrictions are starting to ease. Outside is calling. Don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have got a big show ahead of us today. Uh, I think we should uh, launch straight into our yum box. How does that sound? Yep, good. No problem. Well, let's go. Around the Okie dokie. So uh, last week we launched our uh, yum box out into uh, Egypt and we had mm-hmm. a look at, uh, we had a bit of a savoury and a sweet snack last week and uh, you've, you've chosen a sweet and a savoury again this week. Yep. So we have the Kono Puffs Crazy Tomato Flavoured, um, they, they look a little bit like those cheese puff style things. Uh-huh. And the spaghettis apple, which are gummy uh-huh. green apple strips. So yep. uh yeah, they're they're looking very different from each other. Do you have a preference for which one we start with? Uh the spaghettis apple. Okay, spaghettis well, first. A a very odd uh name, spaghettis. I'm wondering where and why and who and how they came up with that. So, green gummy apple strips. Did you want to tell us a bit about what they look like there? Um, you know, um, dried pasta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks kind of looks like that. Yeah, it's got the kind of corrugations in it. And you're right, it's as if it's strands of spaghetti that have stuck together almost. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's also like maybe a licorice belt. Oh. Except it's, yeah, apple <laughs> coloured. It, yeah. it looks like dried apple juice. <laughs> yeah, it does. So, um, did you know that, you know, the Egyptians invented eye makeup, toothpaste, bowling, and the first prosthetic limb? Mm. Mm. They also uh, invented this stringy apple gummy creation. Cool. Well, obviously, because it's coming from the box. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not something you'd expect Egyptians to create, though, is it? Yeah, no. Um, Because green apples were first grown here in Australia. We pioneered the the green apple. Do you know um, the the name of the type of green apple that was first created in Australia? I don't know. <laughs> if I told you there was a lady named, her surname was Smith, who created uh, the first green apple. She was she Miss was Smith? <laughs> she was known locally as Granny Smith. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, she cultivated the first green apples back in 1868. But uh, these. Um, green apple strips were invented in Egypt by the Egypt Food Group um, in 2000. So I don't know why the rest of the world hasn't created a a green apple flavoured strip before. It took the Egyptians to do it. (laughs) But uh, let's have a bit of a taste on it then, I guess. Uh And let me know what you think of the uh, gummy green apple strip. The strips things, mm-hmm. you can easily peel them off a into bit, separate things. A bit like the um, cheese stringers. Yeah. Mm. Taste-wise, it's... Um, the, the gummy kind of... When you have a really juicy gummy-flavoured creation, it gives that... Uh, I can't remember the terminology for it, but it's a mouth-watering effect that it it fills your mouth with flavour. And this has a really nice, smooth kind of apple juice taste. Mm -hmm. Not quite like an apple cider as such. Yeah. But it definitely has that gummy apple flavour. Yep. Hmm. What are you thinking? That's good. Mm. Different but good. Different but good. It's a bit chewy. Yeah. It's uh-huh. kind of got a consistency of a roll-up in that uh-huh. in that yeah. yeah. Well, then, thumbs up, thumbs down. What are you giving the uh, spaghettis apple? I'm going to go one thumb up. Mm. We can see why they've called it spaghettis <laughs> now, because it, it can... Um, Resemble kind of cooked spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. Well then, let's move on to the savoury side of things with the Kono Puffs Crazy Tomato. Uh-huh. So you're looking forward to these by the <laughs> by the sound of that. <laughs> um Wow. Now last week we talked about dates. The, the little pillow-shaped um, biscuits that we had had crushed-up date in them. 
And mm -hmm. Egyptians were known for their harvesting of dates. But unlike dates, tomatoes were only introduced into the Middle East about 200 years ago. Mm. That said, Egypt is the fifth largest tomato producer in the world. Wow. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, there is a city called Tenth of Ramadan. <laughs> now, that that is the actual name of the city. Tenth of Ramadan. And mm -hmm. there is cutting-edge greenhouse technology that's been produced that has turned 2,500 acres of desert into farm um, farmland, very fertile ground for growing things. And so the greenhouses mm. that they've created produce an amazing array of tomatoes and it uses 40% less of Egypt's water supply in doing so. You would expect that in the desert they'd need lots and lots of water to create a veggie garden, but because they've set up these little greenhouses to make farmland, they uh, they do all the growing themselves. Needs less water. Mm. That means that they can literally have tomatoes all year round in the desert. Mm, Pretty cool. incredible. Yeah. And that means that they can then dry them out and turn them into these snacks. <laughs> so they are tomato corn puffs. Do you want to tell me what they look like here? Um. Uh, they're like um, twisties, but puffier. Yeah. And they're basically orange, completely orange. Yeah, big long corn <laughs> puff cylinder sort of thing. <laughs> Uh -huh. And bright, bright orange. You can yeah. you can see the tomato flavour very clearly. Yep. And I'll admit, I'm not a tangy, tomato-y flavour kind of person, but uh, <laughs> I'm willing to make sacrifices for this show. <laughs> what are you predicting taste-wise before you munch down on that? Um, just tomato-y. Yeah, <laughs> kind of... I'm thinking like a tangy tomato sauce style flavour. I remember yeah. Smith's used to have a um, a booster powder that you could sprinkle on. They they bought out this range of booster powder chips. So you could have chicken chips, or if you sprinkled the powder on it, it became garlic chicken. Mm -hmm. You could have, I think it was barbecue, and then you sprinkled on this tomato powder, and it gave it a, a real... I was never a fan of it, <laughs> but a uh, really deep tomato flavour. Okay, we'll have a munch then. Let us know what you're thinking of these uh, tomato-flavoured corn puffs. Hmm. It's not quite as tangy as I was expecting. It's kind of... How would you describe that? You know the like, tomato sauce in um, canned <clears throat> spaghetti? Yes, yes. That flavour. It is that flavour, yeah. That tin tomato soup, almost. Yeah. It's a very rich tomato-based flavour. Almost like eating a teaspoon of tomato paste. <laughs> very salty. Yeah. The corn puff itself kind of melts in your mouth. Uh-huh. And it's got a pretty good crunch to it. Yep. 
Not sure I could eat too many of these at once. It, it's giving a tingle to my tongue. <laughs> but if you like that um, salty, savoury taste, this is uh, probably the product for you. What are you giving yep. it? I like it. I'm giving it two thumbs up. <laughs> two thumbs up? Yeah. Two out of two, no problem. Well, there's a couple of things out of the uh, the Yum Box. Did you want to go uh, share a bit more out of the Yum Box trivia or fact, fun facts? Oh, yeah. Uh, can you tell us about Egypt? Which one of these actions is planned to revel uh, relieve traffic conditions in Cairo? Yep. Okay, so we... Which one of these actions is going to relieve car congestion? Traffic conditions in Cairo. In Cairo, okay. Cairo, yeah. A new capital will be built nearby. The number of cars will be limited. All citizens, all citizens will get a free bike. $5,000 will be given to anyone who moves out. Hmm. So Cairo is obviously quite <laughs> densely populated then, <laughs> if they're having that much uh, traffic trouble. Some interesting solutions there. So building a, another capital city for people could be one of the suggestions. Um, a free bike. I'll go with that. Everyone's given um, a free bike. It's A. A new capital will be built nearby. Wow, there you go. They're going to build another capital city. So they're building, almost expanding on their capital city. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and next one is, which is an Egyptian invention? A, eye makeup. B, breath mints. C, bowling. D, toothpaste. Now, we actually mentioned two of those things when we were talking about the um, spaghettis. Toothpaste and eye makeup. Hmm. That's bizarre. So which one of them... They're, both of those things were invented by Egyptians. So I'll, I'll say eye makeup. <laughs> It's all of the above. Ah, there you go. <laughs> so they made eye makeup, breath mints, bowling, and toothpaste. There you go. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought bowling was invented by the Egyptians. Because yeah. <laughs> I've seen kind of um, the old wooden nine-pin bowling from many, many years ago. But there you go. Egyptians created bowling. Yeah. I've seen the um, like ten pin bowling at Sovereign Hill. Yeah, and I've I also thought bowling went back as kind of um, uh, like very ancient Asia with headhunters that would chop people's heads off and uh, use them as bowling balls. But there you mm -hmm. go, maybe it was Egyptian. <laughs> yeah. 
Number seven is which of the following is an Egyptian culinary tradition? Oh, um, culinary tradition. Yep, something to do with food. Yep. Yep. Uh huh. A salty dried locusts. Yeah, yuck. Yes, <laughs> salted <laughs> locust. Yep. They r- runs ranked. Mullet fish, mm. mullet fish, before sandy pita bread, smoked papyrus. Papyrus, okay, so th- they definitely invented papyrus, that's what they would write on. Um, they would possibly have the fish, yeah, they, they could do fishing. And the first one was the salted locust. Um, they probably ate lots of dry lo- They did have a lot of locusts, so I'll say salted dry... Although, why would you dry them out? There's nothing to them. Okay, salted dry locust. You're wrong. No? Okay. <laughs> I got it wrong. What it's was it? B. Rancid mullet fish. It was the fish. Ah, dang it. <laughs> and number eight is it's local tradition for guests in Egyptian households to A. Knock three times before entering. B. Kiss the host on the chin. C. Finish any juice they've been offered. Or D, bring casserole as a gift. Hmm, I wouldn't have thought casserole was ancient Egyptian tradition. Um, knock three times, kiss on the chin. I'll go see. They've got to finish the juice before they're allowed to leave. You're right. Yay! <laughs> there you go. What an interesting tradition. (laughs) Well, thank you for sharing some of those uh, little trivia uh, puzzles. We'll share share a bit more about Egypt next time we open the Yum Box. But for now, we better take a quick break. And we'll be back after this to investigate this week's topic. It is time for us to investigate this week's topic, Max, which is... Kinder Chocolate. Kinder Chocolate, that's right. So the brand Kinder. Uh, do you know why it's called Kinder? Um, it's very clever marketing. All little kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because um, the word Kinder in German means children. So kindergarten is where children go, and that's a German word as well. But uh, the confectionery brand is produced by the Italian confectioner Ferrero, who also make things like Ferrero Rocher. But Kinder was originally um, introduced to the Italian and German markets back in 1968. And then it was sold to other countries. So they called it Kinder Chocolate because it was chocolate for children. 
The reason that it's marketed at children is that they say that it's got more calcium than other um, other chocolates. It's got a higher milk content, so it's better for kids growing bones. <laughs> That's their uh, their marketing ploy to get you to purchase their chocolate. And so it comes in smaller portions, and they're all individually wrapped. So they market it very heavily at being a little treat with a lot of taste so that, you know, it's something that can slide into the kid's lunchbox or have a an afternoon snack that is um, being marketed as something that is good for them because it's, you know, dairy chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, on our scale of uh, average quantity sugar sort of servings, they come in little packages which are... Oh, how big is one pack? Does it say? 100 grams is eight packets. So in one whole... If you eat every single one of them all at once, that'd be 53 grams of sugar. But the average serving size is a 12.5 gram block. So that takes it back to six, six or so grams of sugar per mini block of chocolate. But, uh, yeah, it is 40% milk chocolate. The rest is made up of cocoa butter, cocoa mass, sugar, skim milk powder, vegetable oil, and other milk constituents. So lots and lots of milk, more milk, and a bit more milk. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the first chocolate bars that combine the notion of having a white chocolate and a milk chocolate together. And so currently Kinder have 22 different Kinder products sold over 125 different countries around the world. Mm-hmm. What what do you think of when I say Kinder chocolate? Um, Kinder surprise. Yeah, and that was their big seller. <laughs> um, the hollow milk chocolate egg that we have every week on the show, where the outside is milk chocolate, the inside is a milky interior, and then there's a little toy inside a capsule. But that, uh-huh. that wasn't the first Kinder chocolate. The, well, fir- the first was the fine milk chocolate that uh, has kind of been around forever and ever since they first initiated the brand back in the um, 1960s. Oh. And so from there, that chocolate block has been moulded and turned into all sorts of different um, creations. In 1999, they released the Kinder Bueno, which is a chocolate wafer bar that has a hazelnut cream filling. And that's the first bar that was marketed as Kinder for adults because of the hazelnut (laughs) and the larger portion size. They also have a white chocolate version of the Bueno that was released in 2008. And in 2007, they released two other versions, a coconut bar version and a dark chocolate as well. Cool. Kinder Joy is the same shape as a Kinder Surprise, which still has a plastic egg packaging and it's divided into two halves. Although one half has... um, 
kind of a chocolate uh, fondant goo on one side. So one has white chocolate flavour, the other has a little spoon that you can eat the contents out of. And then inside that kind of ganache chocolate is some wafers, which are filled with the same hazelnut cream that you'd have in your Kinder Bueno. Oh. As well as the happy-go-lucky Eggman from Kinder Surprise, they have the Kinder Hippos, which are wafer-coated hippo-shaped biscuits that are filled with a white and a hazelnut filling and covered in chocolate. They have the Kinder Pingu, which sounds like a little penguin, but it's not. (laughs) Then the Kinder Maxi we've had here on the show before. That is a gigantic Kinder Egg. It's about about the size of, uh, I don't know, child's football. Uh, They have Milky Bites, or in the UK they're known as Choco Bonds. So they are small milk chocolate eggs that have a hazelnut or white chocolate filling. And then they've got things like Milk Slice and Yogurt Slice, which are sponge cake with a yogurt cream inside. The... Yogurt slice one has a slight lemon flavour, whereas the milk slice has a milky filling. Cool. And then throughout different parts of the year, they have seasonal things, such as um, Kinder Advent calendars and stockings for Christmas. Or on Valentine's Day, they have Kinder products in the shape of hearts. But, uh, yeah, there are a lot more um, Kinder-style products than you first think. Mm-hmm. The Kinder Brios, the Kinder Breakfast Plus, the Pan and Choc, the Cereal, all different types of chocolate bars. And we don't see it as much here with the branding because it's more a German and um, Italian product with the Ferrero range. Kinder actually spo- uh, sponsor the Spanish, Italian and Portuguese netball, uh, not netball, volleyball, the national volleyball teams. Oh, cool. So there you go. Yeah. That's a bit of history on uh, Kinder as a whole. The uh, the scariest thing we've ever found on Afternoon Delight, and I think we'll share it again on the Facebook page, is uh, the original Kinder Surprise ad. <laughs> we can do it for the um, sweetest tune. <laughs> we, we, we actually play the audio of it each week in the lead-up to our... Uh, Kinder Surprise opening, but the horrifying visual of the... It's a... I I still don't know. It's not a puppet, but it's not a person in a suit. I don't quite know what it is. It is a very terrifying animation. (laughs) Yep. So uh, we'll share that on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. For now, though, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back to go head-to-head with a couple of Kinder products. So uh, don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. It is indeed time for us to go head-to-head here on Afternoon Delight. And considering we're talking uh, kinders... Let's have a look at two different flavours of the Kinder Bueno. So these are kind of the uh, 
the younger members of the Kinder family, released in the 1990s. And as we said, they come in two different flavours. They come as a duo in the packaging, so two of the same flavour. But uh, they have a hazelnut flavour or a white chocolate flavour. Still hazelnut, but it's got a white chocolate outside. Uh-huh. Now, um, busting them open, what do you notice about the Max? Um, the inner individual packet. Yeah, they have their own uh, individual see-through cellophane kind of packaging. They look very, very delicate. Um, mm-hmm. And again, these are marketed more at the adult market, even though they're, you know, a chocolate bar still for kids. Um, they they have the look more of a kind of a decadent uh, upmarket kind of coffee and cake style. There's kind of the lint chocolate range, I guess. More that Ferrero Rocher look about them. Looks like there's a lot of <laughs> care and effort put into uh, making these look as appetising as possible. Yep. So which one do we want to go with first? The normal. The milk chocolate? Milk chocolate. Okie dokie. So the bar itself has that hazelnut filling. That's cool. (laughs) You're excited about the little gold tab? Yeah. (laughs) So you pull on the little gold tab and it helps unwrap the whole chocolate bar. Uh Uh-huh. Then each little segment, there's four segments to the bar itself. It's got a double wafer base. And then the top part is, it looks like um, a moulded chocolate top, but it's actually a wafer, kind of like an ice cream in a cone style wafer, that sort of thickness. Then inside that should be the hazelnut filling. On the outside, there's a thin, thin, thin layer of chocolate. Uh Uh-huh. So a bit of a munch. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's very much a a marriage of all sorts of different flavours when you chomp down on it. Mm Uh-huh. The hazelnut filling blends really well with, yeah, as I say, that subtle chocolate on the outside. It's very, very thin layer. But because it's so thin, it melts on your fingers really quickly. Yeah. What are you thinking? That's good. The hazelnut filling. That is yummy. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 similar to the, um, what did we have before that was very melt in your mouth? Um, the tomato things. <laughs> That's right, yeah. So it's similar to the, the corn um, puff that we had before in that once once it's on your tongue, the wafer melts away, leaving you with that lingering taste Over. Yeah, yeah. of the, the hazelnut. But, yeah, complements it very, very well with the, the chocolatey outside taste. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
So moving on then to the white chocolate, and what's the most noticeable difference between the white chocolate and the chocolate, other than, of course, the different colour flavour? Um, there's, um, things on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's got, sh like, shaved chocolate, perhaps? Or uh -huh. tiny, tiny, it looks a little bit like um, a rumble, almost. Yeah. The the chocolate layer, the there's a white chocolate outside, but then that's had a chocolate kind of layer drizzled on it that's then been rolled in tiny, tiny chocolate fragments. Give you kind mm -hmm. of a porcupine effect, I guess. <laughs> so have a munch on the white chocolate then, Max. The wafer for this one has changed from a chocolate wafer base to a vanilla wafer. Mm hmm And it should still be a hazelnut filling. What does it taste like? That's good. Um, it tastes like just melted white chocolate. Yeah. I wouldn't say that that filling is very hazelnutty. Mm. It tastes um like softer than the other one. It does. It's a lot creamier. Yeah. Uh, Health-wise, the bars are pretty similar, both of them being a... 19.5 gram bar there's a little more salt or sodium content in the white chocolate but less sugar so you're getting a very marginal change in sugar content white chocolate is 8.6 grams compared to the regular chocolate version which is 8.9 grams so it's still 10% sugar <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, preference over one or the other? I like the white chocolate. It's smooth. I'm actually going to go with the hazelnut one. Mm. Which one's that? The, the normal chocolate, chocolate? Yeah, the normal chocolate. Oh, mm. no, I like the white chocolate one, but there's something about... It's almost a peanut butter taste, the combination mm. of the chocolate and the hazelnut cream. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> Split down the middle. The show has been divided. <laughs> uh, just before we go to the break, we might talk a little bit about um, not necessarily a foundation, but uh, the methodology behind one of the campaigns that Kinder markets alongside their chocolates which is the joy of moving. And so they have a let's play philosophy and um, a lot of their uh, advertising is about being active and enjoying chocolate treats in moderation um, alongside um, uh, being active, I guess. 
So the the Joy of Moving program is a way for families to get out, be active, and it's perfect time now that our restrictions have started to lift a little bit more. Um, on their website, they've got a few different ideas for how to keep active or keep moving no matter what your limitations may be. So um, if it's, you know, small children or um, kids that have trouble walking, there's some active activities there. If there's those that are running around crazy to burn off a lot of energy, um, you can use, you know, household items to play various different um, games. Mm-hmm. Cool. So there's a game called Photocopy, which is literally like an imitation mirroring game. They've also got instructions up there for some old games like Catch the Cap or uh, um, like a scavenger hunt. And then there's some more information on the Kinder website about their partnership with Save the Children. So they're very much uh, about protecting and helping kids be the best that they can be and, um, yeah, connecting families and promoting that social-emotional development. So we'll stick all those details up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page as long uh, alongside our voting today of which flavour Kinder Bueno is yours, white or chocolate? Mm-hmm. But we'll take a quick break now. We'll be back with our sweetest tune in uh, no time at all. So stick around. It is time for our sweetest tune, and uh, because, do you remember what uh, Kinder means in German, Max? Children. Children, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, we thought we'd go down the line of having a children-themed song. Uh, This particular track is a duet that was released as the second single from Robbie Williams' Sing When You're Winning album. And it's a duet between Robbie Williams and Kylie Minogue. It contains a bit of a sample of a song called Give Me a Love and was written when Kylie Minogue approached Robbie to write some songs for what would be her um, first album under the Parlophone record. And so they decided to uh, make the song into a duet. He, he wasn't... He was meant to be just writing it for her, but decided that, no, I want to sing that song too (laughs) and so it made it all the way to number two um when it was released in the united kingdom just behind uk's uh sorry u2's beautiful day song and this is what it sounds like that is robbie williams there with colin minogue and kids you heard that one before Mm -hmm. max uh, no. No? I don't think so. Don't think you heard that one? No. Don't well, think so. <laughs> yeah, it, they perform it from time to time on each other's concerts whenever they're touring the world and they happen to be in the same place together. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kylie performed it alongside Rick Astley at one stage, who's best known for Rick rolling people with his Never Gonna Give You Up song. 
<laughs> but uh, looking a little bit further at the Kinder brand and some of their creations, um, we were talking a little bit before the break about their initiative to get kids out and playing and exploring more. Uh, something that they've developed that works here in Australia is the Kinder uh, Magic or Magic Kinder depending whether you want to call it one way or the other. And it's an app that uh, links into a lot of their products. So we often find it on the Kinder Surprise wrapper that if you scan the Kinder Magic, all the little toys that they make in the Kinder Surprises have uh, little games and things that link to the wider world and uh, give some more information about endangered habitats or... um, creatures and things like that plus there's little games that kids can play to be creative get out be you know more active and physical or understand the world a bit better mm-hmm. which is pretty clever yeah um, now let's take a look before we uh, wrap up at the original kinder chocolate so this has been the staple of kinder since 1968 they're tiny little chocolate bars Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they come in little sticks that would be no longer than your kind of little finger. They're individually wrapped in um, a kind of a paper foil. Yeah. What do you notice about them? Um, they're like got bumps in them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> so they could be broken into individual portions Mm -hmm. but there wouldn't be much of them that said if you're a small kid I guess you could have a tiny 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 bit (laughs) it's got that milk chocolate center sorry milk chocolate coating and then the milk chocolate goo center whatever you want to call that Mm -hmm. kind of a milk milk cream yep have a nibble let me know what you think that's good. Good? Good stuff? Uh-huh. Yeah. What do you think in flavour-wise? Um, tastes like a normal Kinder Surprise. <laughs> but in a chocolate, chocolate... for that. Yeah, in a chocolate bar form. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we've posted up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page the, uh, the question... Which would you prefer in the Kinder Bueno range, white chocolate or the chocolate? And uh, we'll better take a very quick look back at last week's um, poll. We were looking at Kit Kats. And Mm -hmm. as many hundred thousand flavours of Kit Kat there are in the world, thanks to the Japanese market, um, (laughs) who just seem to put out lots and lots and lots of different types, um... We asked the question, which was your favourite flavour of Kit Kat? And uh, people poured in with all sorts of suggestions there. Honeycomb, uh, mint, cookies and cream. <laughs> David says, I just try and fit the whole lot in my mouth at once. Oh, see, I've seen people do that. <laughs> like, how do you eat a Kit Kat? Surely you should break off each individual finger and eat it that way. I've seen people... Yeah eat it like it's a block of chocolate and just they have oh it does my ocd and i tell you what they <laughs> they put a big bite chunk into the side of a kit kat bar 
not cool. <laughs> but uh, there you go. We're not going to have time to share the recipe, unfortunately, but um, we'll stick it up on the Afternoon Delight page anyway because uh, there's some very clever kinder cooking you can get up to. But uh, time-wise, we're almost out of show. So uh, let's get to the final stage of the program and unwrap the Kinder Surprise. Okay, Max, what is inside this week's Kinder Surprise, which is uh, the final tier in our Kinder show today? <laughs> For those who've never had a Kinder Surprise, we should probably very quickly talk them through that, yes, it's a chocolate outside, white chocolate inside. Max has now got down to the little capsule, uh-huh. which is a plastic oh, and, container. Um, Mum was making sure not to grab the... Catherine things. <laughs> yes, we, we so. do seem to have had the uh, same style over and over and over the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. What have we got there? It's a little car. Oh. Is it a piece together or is it already put together for you? It's pieced together. Mm-hmm. How many pieces? Uh, four and some stickers. Nice. And that's the other creative thing about chocolate, uh, from or the Kinder Surprise in particular from the uh, the Kinder Chocolate team, is that uh, a lot of research goes into making it a creative process, but also a safe one at the same time, so that kids aren't putting too small a piece um, that could break off and injure injure you. And uh, as Max just said, the Natoons is the current range that Kinder Surprise have out at the moment that is all focused on helping kids understand the endangered animals around Australia and how you can support bushfire relief or um, there's two different ranges. One came out in uh, 2019 with things like Friends of the Koala, the Little Kiwi Program, the Wild Deserts, Wombats of South Australia, the Tasmanian Tiger uh, sorry, Tasmanian Devil Education Program and the Platypus one. And there's also a whole new set in 2020 for the Secret Creek Wildlife Sanctuary, the Cairns Turtle Rehabilitation Centre, the Tasmanian Wildlife Rehabilitation Council and Friends of the Western Ground Parrot. So uh, there's information there on how kids can discover and learn more about those endangered animals and what they can do to help keep them safe. Yep. How have you gone there, Max, piecing that together? Uh, still going. <laughs> still going? <laughs> yeah. That can be a bit tricky sometimes. Mm-hmm. It, it looked a bit different to just your regular car. Well, it does have wings. So. Yeah, a flying car. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what style of... Um, creation that is 
I'm just about done. Just need to put one more sticker on. Yep. So we got a little blue one. Yep. Ah, oh, it just fell apart. <laughs> ah, dang it. The stickers aren't very sticky. Well, we might post the last of that up on the Afternoon Delight <laughs> Facebook page because uh, it is time for us to say goodbye for another week. Thank you very much for tuning in. And as always, if you've got suggestions for any sweet treats you'd like us to feature on the product, uh, the show, I should say, <laughs> um, you can send us an email, lolly at ocrfm.org.au or jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. But that's it from us. We'll catch you next week. See you, Max. See ya. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? When everything's a little clear in the light of day. And you know the night is always gonna be there anyway. Working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together Makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you Is getting so exciting Skyrockets in flight Afternoon delight